Welcome once again to Of Steam, Steel, and Murder. This is Session 26, Part 2. We have a few new messages from our forums and email, but instead of reading them out here, we've started doing this in session so all the group can share in. We'll read these out during Session 27. Thanks to all those listeners who have left us feedback and messages, and if you are listening and haven't let us know yet, you can email us at steamsteelmurder at gmail.com, join our public forums at bluemagic.com slash forums, that's B-L-U-M-A-G-I-K dot com slash forums, or leave a review on iTunes. But now, on with the show, Session 26, Part 2. my perfectly good suit. I know, and you had a cane modeled for it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Mr. Bishop, uh, they are able to clear away for the ambulance pretty quickly, and you get to uh, the closest hospital in the area where they take uh, Tesla out, and they're rushing him up into uh, intensive care, and you're of course uh, asked to stay out um, as it's a clean room. And Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just say, yeah. I kind of show up my ID and, you know, just say, keep me informed. I'll be, you know, right in the waiting room mm-hmm. when he just keep me informed, please. And I'm right. going to stay there, kind of like grab some of the local food if I for dinner, since it's probably getting late mm-hmm. uh, and to, just kind of stay there the night to the armored uh, troops actually uh, take up station outside of the uh, door to the, the medical uh, you know, triage uh, area that he's in. I actually make sure to get all four of their names. Ah, sure. They give you their names and their badge numbers. Okay. I make sure, you know, kind of note this in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, just so I know who to give respect to on doing a good job. <laughs> or otherwise. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, so, what's everybody doing after they break up from the site? My, uh, I'm going to Sonia's house. I'm sorry, you're going to what? Sonia. The... Uh... <clears throat> Oh yeah, Mr. Trade. Yep, the the head of trade. Um, so you just Actually, show you up at what? his place? <laughs> no, I'm not just gonna show up at his place and go knocking. Actually, I'll uh, I'll go to Dare's uh, mm-hmm. place and see if. Uh, well, wait. Hmm. Where we put the information, the pages and pages of information that we had on who was being bribed by. Um, we put it in, well, in the train locker, and we gave yes, the, but we sent the key or whatever to the butler. Right. We're not even well, to do anything with it before the kabloom. We don't know. That was right. Too so that's that is where I will be going. I will be going to that train locker, and I will uh, break them. Yeah, I'll just go pink and pop that lock. All right, so uh, you want everyone else in the train station. Uh, It's going to take you some time to get there because really uh, the city is kind of ground to a halt. No cars are moving in the train station. Since the switching station is out of commission, the trains can't really move either now. Um, All right, so it does take you some time to get there. Uh, So let's go to uh, Aldrich. Where are you going? As I said, I shall be heading to Druna's house and reclaiming my property mm-hmm. and hoping that uh, I take it Drina is still not there. She's still uh, taking the country air with her uh, husband. 
yes, she's still out, but uh, the, the business is still running. Um, remember, several episodes back, there's an ex-soldier that she's now employing that uh, is basically mining the place while the air bowers are out. So, he probably uh, has one of her uh, hidden rifles, and the place no, probably I, has power, or doesn't, or has yeah, even I'm though the familiar. windows are probably covered to prevent people from knowing that. I'm moderately familiar with some of Andrina's eccentricities, so I'm uh, going to scribe out a letter summarizing some of the day's events, or at least the larger points which he must be aware of, and I'm going to leave that in the care of the soldier. Sure. She Joe takes and it, he... uh, make sure he'll get it uh, to Drina. He asks if you would like him to post it. He sends out uh, mail and the uh, business things that have to be signed every other day or so. Do you want me to put this in the mail pouch? Uh, it takes a moment. Does she seem to be relaxing and enjoying herself? Oh, yeah. All accounts, she's enjoying a much-deserved vacation that she hasn't had in years. Business is doing well, so... In, uh... As you were someone more close to her, uh, do you believe that she really should hear about this, or this is something that can wait until she is recovered? She'll want to know. Uh, then please do send it, and I will give him the necessary fare for posting. Mm -hmm. Then, with uh, Eisenzen back in his prop, back in his hands, he is going to head to his apartment. Light some candles and probably spend the night uh, letting out his frustrations on a practice dummy. <laughs> and uh, Gavin. <clears throat> yes, I get home, put on a mask on suit, and go vigilante around the city. Yes, <laughs> because there is a there's a fair amount of crime and looting going on tonight. <laughs> yeah, as much as I'd like to stay in bed. Um, what I'm actually going to do, because I have the goggles and can see, and I've got a great bike that can get around the city easily. I'm going to be zipping around trying to help distribute some supplies and food and stuff that are needed. Striking so fear to the heart of criminals as the mid midnight vigilante <laughs> known as the Marmoset. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there's going to be people in trouble and stuff. And so, since I can see and get around the city easier than anyone else at the moment. <sighs> Sounds Try and good. do what I can. Okay. Um, especially around your neighborhood. Uh, yeah. Um, some places have lights. Those places that are close <clears throat> to a facility that happens to have a backup generator um, are able to, you know, get some power off of that as well. Most of the backup broadcast power places don't provide a lot of residual power. But, you know, for a block or two around, like, a hospital or a police station, some places do actually have power. But they're small pools uh, in the otherwise very dark night. Yes. Bert? Yes. Uh, I have a question. Because the main power is practically non-existent, does that mean there's like not much fog? Right. Much less fog tonight. Although Which there's... makes the few lights stand out much clearer. At yes. Least. Yes, they do. Actually, are there... we should be launching airships and getting freaking lights around the city. They <laughs> <laughs> should be doing. Yeah, their their fleet is not that mighty. <laughs> well, I'm not saying they'd go out and sort of cover the city and patrol the city. No, just get it up so you're providing a source of light so people can actually see what the hell they're doing when they're going outside. Mm -hmm. And they're still Other getting than, a handle on it. I mean, all of this is basically just transpired in the last, you know, five, six well, hours. Most people don't go out at night anyway, so they'll just probably stay at home and have an early night, most people. Yep. I mean, you are getting the uh, the alerts on the radio. People are, you know, tuning into the radios in their darkened houses where they're hearing... Uh, 
or were they able to get radio reception and have some power to run it? Um, they're being you know apprised of the situation that the power plants got down and people should uh, remain in their homes uh, if at all possible. Uh, get to a neighbor's if your neighbor still has electricity. Backup generators will be uh, coming online as uh, as they are able. They'll start putting uh, putting power back to uh, the grid by morning. Um, they're just asking people to stay indoors at night tonight if at all possible. Things to short, short the, sort themselves out better by morning. <clears throat> yes, uh, and Bishop, uh, you do go. You go home to check on things. Uh, uh, so no, you... I'm staying there. Oh, I thought you said you went to check your house. Okay. No, no, no. I was making a joke. Okay. <laughs> still still the house Frenchman in the alley and near your darkened house where children are selling bread and wine to them by candlelight. So, yeah, yeah, I'm staying at the hospital. I'm probably going to go find a restroom, you know, kind of ask someone and kind of wash up to clean myself up a little bit. Sure. Uh, two hours after there. you're there, uh, they're still in surgery with Tesla two hours later. I'm staying there the entire night. Uh, I already told everyone where I was, and I'm going to stay here, kind of probably grab some of the lousy hospital food and then pass out on the chair as I wait for word. I uh, make sure to tell them that. Wake me up if there's an, if there's word. Luckily for you, the closest hospital is in one of the nicer districts, uh, so the food is actually quite good. And uh, a nurse does come by and tentatively gives you a blanket and a pillow. I thank her, <laughs> as I've got to look horrible, even though it's my very nice <laughs> suit. Yes, your 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 last of your nice suits. I can get another one. I'm rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Two hours later, uh, coming into the hospital uh, on your floor uh, is Joshua Dare um, and uh, a woman. Um, <clears throat> and they check in at uh, registration. Um, she stays at registration and Joshua uh, starts heading uh, towards where Tesla is in operation. Uh, he doesn't notice you at first. at first. He walks up to the two guards, shows them his ID. Uh, they look it over talk to somebody on the radio and they open the door for him. Hey, Joshua. I kind of like, hey, hey, jo- hey, hey, Joshua. Like, kind of get his attention that I'm there. Oh, he looks over a little a little startled and notices uh, who you are. He uh, walks over for a minute and sticks out his hand and says, I understand that you, you brought Tesla here. Thank you. Yes. Uh, any word? About to find out. Mm-hmm. He goes in. I wait outside, so I obviously don't have rights. Uh, I do figure out, uh, do I recognize the woman? <laughs> I'm going to be let this be a little nebulous at first because i got to check with uh, Katie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Joshua's new wife may or may not be one of our player characters. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> Okay, um, nearly an hour later, a uh, very uh, somber Joshua Dare steps out of the uh, the operation theater and uh, walks quickly over to a bank of telephones and uh, starts making some calls. I uh, kind of head over a little bit, giving him a little bit of a respectful distance, but trying to get his eyes, and I'm looking for either a nod or a shake of the head or a shrug of the shoulders. Mm-hmm. 
he starts writing something down on a piece of paper and uh, motions you over. I go over. And he cups the headphone and hands you the paper and he says, uh, round up the troops. Uh, get them here to the hospital as soon as possible. And he you know, hands the paper over to you and he goes back talking on uh, telephone. Uh, uh, papers names it's basically all the pcs um in and including miss blair as well okay uh <laughs> okay uh i get on another telephone and call uh drina's place mm-hmm. and the basically working i can't remember what we decided uh drina has her own power so i'm pretty sure the phone should work <clears throat> yeah but in general phones are down uh, for for a lot of the place, uh, some people have uh, been going to like the the wireless cell phone type things, but the people that have uh, old style landline still have phone service. So, good luck getting in touch with me then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, Drina's phone rings. Uh, I kind of <laughs> or John uh, picks it up and uh, Airbauer Motors. Uh, this is Bishop. Uh, do you know anyone you can trust to get a hold of? Uh, uh, I name off some of the people. <laughs> uh, I name uh, off the people on the list. Yeah, covers the handset and says, "I I think Hundergard's still here, actually." Uh, can you get Hundergard over to the phone, please? Yeah, hold on. Uh, he runs out of Airbauer Motors and starts yelling down the street at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> as you've just yes. left with your sword, you're you know you're walking down the street, and you, you start hearing John yelling back at you, "Hey, got a phone call!" Oh, so, I, so Hundergard does not have an excuse to go back and be neurotic and continue spiraling into insanity on his own. Oh well, <laughs> just, uh, head back, <laughs> lean back there, and uh, uh, who would be calling? This is Bishop. Uh, I want you to, I don't know about the power in the other places, but go by uh, Gavin's place, and I name off like every all the people, and make sure you go by, uh, you might want to check either the scene or the police station, maybe go by the police station since they'd have a radio and get Miss Blair and tell them to go to, insert name of hospital. Mm-hmm. I see, and... Um... Just to check, by all the PCs, are we just taking it as fill in that any PC who is online at the time will oh, be Oh, no, actually, to... uh, now that you ask, everybody on the list is uh, everyone that uh, Tesla's taken to his confidence. So, like, Drina's on the list, uh, so is the good doctor. Um, you, you, never, you never did find out if Miss Blair was in his particular circle or not, uh, but she's on the list. Okay. Um, yeah, I take it then there are probably PCs on there that um, uh, Hundergaard has never met. Yes. Okay. Uh, actually, really? Uh, well, no, actually, no, you've met yeah. everybody that's part of uh, Tesla's inner Yeah, 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 because the oh, other right. people left before we entered Tesla's influence, other than True. the doctor and Drina. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. Uh, yeah, in which case, uh, first off, I go to Joe, ask him to give me back that letter. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I must amend this, and I add on this straight away. Tesla has called for everyone, but take your time. And explanation of that, as far as Hindergard is concerned, she's well out of it. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, no one we really knows how to get a hold of the doctor, since he is, uh, yes. he is on vacation yes. in Europe somewhere. 
Yes. Yes, and so. Uh, uh, go by uh, their places. I, yeah. Yes. Uh, just checking. I'm trying to think of a way of getting hold of public transport. Because taxis You're, are pretty much out. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go out to Joe, actually. Do you have a vehicle we could use for at the moment? Yeah, we've got a, got a diesel back here. Uh, it's been a while, it? but I think it still runs. And he goes in, uh, into the shop and starts working on it. Uh, can you drive? I trust a professional driver and a regular of Metapole more, more than my own skills. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have to tell the audience. Yes, Jamie says written, quick, light the marmoset signal. Then we have na 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 marmot. Marmot. Okay. Yeah, so um, then sure, we just consider yeah. as soon as as soon as Joe has it up and running, we go and pay a visit to each of the uh, PC's addresses. For the doctor, we'll visit his surgery. Mm -hmm. That's the address under garden news. Leaves a, uh, another note there. <clears throat> Thing is, I think the doctor is out, but his staff are probably still in. Uh, the, good, the good news is you could, easily, you could easily just walk right in. Don't even have to check the doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh, the doctor's been super I still think... I still think there's probably someone on site who knows him, so I leave a note with them. <coughs> uh, same lines again. Tesla has called for everyone. Please report when you need to. Mm -hmm. you know, when you can. And then just insert transferring information to other PCs for those PCs who can find. Sure. And uh, going by uh, Marlowe's uh, agency, uh, his detective flat and where he also lives i guess <laughs> uh no sign of life lights are out actually lights are out on his whole block uh but no one answers the door yeah, yeah. Uh, i live in Dayton, so <laughs> i live in the worst part of town yeah there's there's <laughs> lots of trash can fires and uh, sounds of windows being broken <laughs> as you're going through his neighborhood <laughs> here you go I should have known this was a bad sign when I hired him. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Just check the doorknob quickly in the old trope. See if it's actually unlocked. Oh no, it's locked. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's rip out a page from the notebook and scribble the note under there and slip it under the door. Yep. Uh, knowing Marlowe, uh, his window's probably broken, but he's got bars in the window. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. If the door's locked, then that's enough. He's not going to try anything else. Then he's not going to try burgling, uh, breaking his way in because mm. that's not him. So then on to Jameis. Yes, and you probably uh, see several daggers in his door as well, and <laughs> slightly better. It's his message board. <laughs> slightly better neighborhood, but just slightly. Um, you do notice that there's... Probably uh, actually the same neighborhood Hundegard is in, actually. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in District 5, the Dunwich District. Yeah. Your, your... District 5 would probably be about... I mean, i uh, put him down as mid-range to low... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is right beside District 1, so it's not going to be a complete utter disaster. Yep. Yeah. Um, I said it's sort of... The, 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 on 1 and 2 is sort of where the high people live and... That sort of thing, five is being, that's where the people who service the high people live. <laughs> yeah, they got to keep right. them close. <laughs> yeah, as a, as a civil servant, yeah. I reckon I'll live there. 
Yeah, so his neighborhood is, uh, you know, in your neighborhood as well, is uh, is a bit better off. And there are actually groups of people going around uh, checking on uh, people in the homes, bringing food, blankets, you know, and things like that. So they're they're actually looking out for each other. And uh, you run across a, uh, a group and your head, headlights uh, pick out uh, Mr. Gavin in, a, in one of these crowds as they're going uh, door-to-door checking on people. <laughs> uh, so Mr. Marshall? Like, <clears throat> the most useful thing for me is a bike is that I can do communication a lot better when they put the phones down. <laughs> Mr. Marshall, mm. we're needed at the hospital as quickly as possible. Uh, would you like a ride? Is this going to be like the last time we were needed? <laughs> I just received a phone call from Mr. Bishop. This is something from Tesla himself. Hmm. Right now, I can make my own way there. Okay. And yeah, then just fill in any other people who are on the list, uh, then continue on our way. <laughs> All right, and uh, Marlo, you finally make it to uh, <clears throat> the train st- station uh, where you have secreted the information. And uh, you go, and uh, there's very few people around since uh, the trains aren't moving either. Although some people are using it because there are still lights here. Uh, so they just feel a little bit better about being in a well-lit place. So there are groups of people around. Uh, sharing conversation and dinner, but no one around the banks of where the lockers are. And yeah, you go to the locker and uh, what do I you do? Pop the it's, lock. Uh, you're, yeah, so you're you're gonna you're gonna pick the lock because you put the copy of the key, well the only yeah. key. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, give the, me a burglary roll. Gone. Give me a burglary roll. <laughs> Minus ten. Oh my god. That's minus two. Uh, so uh, three but, total. Yeah. Um, okay, sure. It's the locks are actually uh, not cheap, but uh, they're not up to uh, withstanding a a good lock picker. Um, you pop it open and it's empty. Son of freaking! <sighs> Take a good look at the lock, um, and you're pretty sure it hadn't been picked before. Well, I will uh, I will curse many 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 times slam the locker very very hard and then regain control of myself and and uh, then go off to see uh, where my original destiny was there <coughs> where were you heading sorry Dare's place oh yes Okay. Um, <laughs> takes you a little bit longer to get there. Um, Dare's, uh, basically, Dare's servants are there, and they tell you that uh, Dare as, is at uh, the hospital checking on Mr. Tesla. He got, of course he is. Of course he would not oh, right? be home tonight. <laughs> uh, this is one of Mr. Dare's servants says, uh, we can take you there, sir. We have a spare car that's uh, diesel. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, my good man. You've been walking for hours and hours. <laughs> hours. And I've crawled under some of the dirtiest. My clothes are dirty and yeah. cut, bruised and dehydrated. And I haven't had any alcohol. Do you happen to have a, a drop of whiskey? 
Oh, he tells you, uh, there's a wet bar in the back of the car, sir. Uh, if you don't mind, no disrespect, he lays down a blanket for you to sit on so that you don't, <laughs> and so you don't get, you know, soot and blood on the leather upholstery. <laughs> I don't mind. And I, uh... And goes for the cheapest alcohol in the batch. <laughs> yeah, I go to, for the cheapest alcohol, take a sip, and pass, promptly pass out. <laughs> and you are awoken when, uh, <coughs> they arrive at the hospital. I I refill my flask and go and see where Dare is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I saw the messages on there. Uh, Since it's Blair's at the police station, getting a hold of her is very simple. Um, And she will also tell you she will meet you in the hospital. Very good. Uh, We shall see you there then. Good luck with your night. Uh, in the meantime, Bishop, uh, Joshua is just, uh, uh, basically has gone and, uh, got in a private room and he collects you and his wife and tells the, uh, the admitting nurse to send everybody back to the room when they come. Can I get an empathy on him? Sure. Go ahead. Let's see here. Damn it. There we go. Uh, let's see here. Where's my empathy? Find it very hard to read him. He's uh, he's he's got a very uh, uncharacteristically. He's not his normal uh, jovial self. He seems to be very tightly controlled right now and uh, carefully measuring his speech as he talks to you. Um, really not able to read a lot from him. I'm fine with that. I just take that. I just make sure to give off a slight nervousness because mm-hmm. he's so in control because it's slightly out of character. Oh, uh, by the way, he fishes into his uh, his pocket and throws you a set of keys and says, uh, uh, just nods. <laughs> I take the keys and look at them. Yes, it is a locker key. I nod. And I nod and smile and I'm like, okay. Uh, I kind of, I kind of give him a look like, uh, the is everything in one piece? I haven't had a time to look at it. Uh, I received a package from Tesla. Could have been, but minutes before the building went down, um, we just instructions to retrieve the contents of that locker. Okay, just making sure the package wasn't destroyed. <clears throat> uh, my wife has it there in the satchel. And yeah, the, her, his wife is holding a, a large traveler satchel. Bullet <clears throat> <laughs> room Tesla was nope. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, okay, everybody eventually. It's given it doesn't jump to any conclusions. <laughs> All right, everybody eventually arrives at the hospital and. Uh, you are told what room uh, or what floor Tesla's on and are warned that there are guards there and you will unlikely be uh, admitted in to see him. Uh, but they do tell you where to find him. Yeah, Kevin will make a quick trip via the um, cafeteria to get some bad coffee. <laughs> Actually, surprisingly... He's been up a while. Okay. <laughs> is, is this place actually has power than uh, God probably... Uh, Gives him the necessary amount of money to get uh, coffee as well. 
Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's not like one all of the these, entire uh, group of PCs. It's not one of these canters. There's actually a barista back there who brews your coffee <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, decent freaking resources. I'm not needing money. <laughs> no, but see, he still can do give you the money simply because it's uh, he's asking you to get stuff for him. So everyone else, right? Get a tray of uh, get, get a thing of coffee for. I'm sure he, she sends you up with a couple of carafes and uh, some coffee cups and a few, you know, some some pastries. Um, when everybody gets to the floor that Tesla's on, the nurse promptly directs you to a private room and uh, says that there's a party waiting for you there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got this really bad image when you said party. Yeah. I was like, there's balloons. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's these balloons there's this thing going above it like it's just like as they come in the lights are off and the lights pop off and it's like surprise and confetti's everywhere pretty girl dancing yeah. <laughs> yeah congratulations on dying day yeah. <laughs> alright uh, everybody's brought in uh, to the room Bishop and Joshua Dare there the last person in is uh, Miss Blair, who's looking uh, particularly haggard, and uh, she <laughs> gleefully grabs a cup of coffee as uh, she sees it on the <laughs> sitting on the stand. Um, as she's the last one in the room, Joshua tells her to please close and lock the door, and uh, she does so, and she kind of stands near the door. <clears throat> uh, Joshua nods at all of you and says, uh, uh, some of you I don't know as well as others, but... Uh, uh, Tesla asked that you all be present for this, and he nods at his wife, and uh, she passes over a steamer trunk, and from this he pulls out, um, some of you have seen one of these before, it's basically, it's a portable engine. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen one of those, yes. And uh, he looks down at his watch, and he says, um, the doctors have been... Uh, Attending to him since he arrived in, um, I'm afraid that uh, it's not going to do much good, but this was planned a while ago, and you all are supposed to be present, shall we? And he stands up and uh, heads towards the door, and makes sure everybody's following him. He goes to the two guards standing in front of the uh, emergency room theater, uh, tells them what's going on, uh, the guards take a look at everybody and they leave they just kind of walk away from the door uh <clears throat> joshua says hold on for just a minute and he walks into the room and uh in a moment two of the three doctors come out of the room there's just one left in there and he says okay everybody come in they go in mm-hmm he has laid the portable engine uh, on a table uh, so everybody can kind of get a view of it. And he's standing over Tesla's head. Though there's one more doctor there who's uh, been monitoring uh, you know, Tesla's life signs and everything. And uh, Joshua nods at him and the doctor uh, unplugs something from the wall and leaves the room. Okay, does anybody in the room, does anyone have any medical training at all? Me. Okay, uh, give me a scholarship role, and, and I don't mean—I don't mean just first aid, actual medical training, which you've been working on. So you're I fine. I spit the stunt on it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, give me a roll. 
If I can remember where the damn thing is. There it is. Scholarship. Bing! Don't. Oh, beautiful. Okay, the doctor has just unplugged uh, what what's basically passes for life support in this era. I suspected as much. Yep. Me too. And uh, Joshua picks up uh, Tesla's wrist. He's very pale. Um, and there's a machine uh, that was apparently you know keeping his lungs moving, which is now stopped. And Joshua holds his arm for a bit. It just doesn't say anything for a minute or two, and then uh, lays it down. <clears throat> Goes over to the engine and turns it on. Um, the engine starts whirling about, and there is light that comes out of the top, and there's a projected image of a much younger-looking Tesla uh, that kind of just floats in the room. Uh, it's just like his head and shoulders. And yes, this is not technology any of you have really seen before. Everybody give me uh, alertness rolls. Oh. <laughs> Discipline rolls. Is okay. ah! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hallucinating. <laughs> oh, God. First four of the night, and it's on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everybody does pretty well. Oh, wait, got a roll. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Um, no, I'm seeing this the, um, in the one in Sky Captain, the hologram of um, Lawrence the Head. <laughs> Uh, just before uh, just before this started, I was probably <laughs> imagining the guard starts doing the Lord's Grace or something, or at least bows his head. Okay. Um, so the image that's being displayed, all of you uh, quickly realize that uh, it's Tesla, but Tesla about 10 years younger. Full head of hair, not as many wrinkles, uh, looks more robust. And uh, you start hearing his voice now, and his voice is stronger as well. Do I notice any significant details in the background? Uh, yes, actually. Everybody got actually over four. So, yeah, the background is his office. Some changes, like the paintings are a little different than uh, any of you remember. Um, and in the background, you can kind of see uh, someone else moving around back there. It never is not really the focus of the image, though, so you really can't tell who that person is. But there is someone else in the room. <clears throat> and uh, Tesla's voice comes uh, over the engine, and he says, Well, if things have worked out right or wrong, as the case might be, um, everybody in this room should be well acquainted with me, and I would hope, think fondly of me if if you are not, in fact, dear friends. Things are coming to a head very quickly here in Metapole, and if you're listening to this, I have undoubtedly expired. Um, I'm not sure who is the deliverer of this message, but uh, I do trust this person uh, with everything that I'm about to say, and I ask that if he has not yet earned your trust, that you at least give him the opportunity to do so. And uh, Joshua just kind of bows his head a little bit. And he says, uh, no doubt many of you, if not all of you, uh, are guild investigators. And if you're not, uh, after this night, uh, you may very well find yourself to be. In any case, you are or have some knowledge of the working of our guilds and how we've hired you from time to time to investigate certain problems that we're having. Well, this is such a problem. 
uh, no doubt, if I am now dead, um, certain things have started, uh, certain long-term plans that have been now brought to a head. Um, my death will signify a great deal of change in this city. I charge you, and the person bringing you this message will have the necessary paperwork in investigating my death to find those who were involved and to lay them at the feet or lay this information at the feet whoever is chosen to take my place and uh, he kind of you know, the image kind of jitters for just a minute and uh, everybody's alertnesses were really good so for just a moment uh, you get a flash in the background of the person that's walking around and it is Tesla's manservant um, but he appears to be about the right age. <clears throat> Wait. The right age for the photo? No, he's, uh, he appears to be the age of the last time you saw the manservant, yet Tesla looks to be about 10 years younger. That's Manservant's immortal. <laughs> well, I'm glad we left his life for the explosion. <laughs> yeah, because now I've got various anime running through my head. Yeah. <laughs> so it says, uh, so I charge you uh, with this last investigation for me. Uh, there are some in the guilds that will be friends, and some that will undoubtedly be enemies. I don't know when this recording might be listened to, so I can't tell you who to trust and who not. But if you're in this room, I trust your instincts, and I ask you to follow them. And it signs off. Uh, Joshua goes over to uh, the engine case and pulls out uh, manila folders and hands one to everybody, including Miss Blair. And uh, inside is a standard guild contract, although apparently under the uh, normal area for fee, uh, there is a declaration by a lawyer where the guilds aren't paying for this. Uh, uh, Tesla's estate um, is paying for this. So taking it as right, this is basically his will and testament is that uh, upon completion of this case, you will receive a portion of his will. Of his yes. There, there have been things that have been set aside for uh, the signatories. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Joshua says... Uh, it's probably not the best place to speak of things. Um, uh, if you would all like to come to my home, perhaps we could speak further there. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, I do have one question, not related to the case, but related to the city. Is there any plan right now already for uh, rebuilding power so we can stop relying on the generators and get good power again to the city? Uh, Joshua nods and says, uh, Tessa's plant was the most powerful in the town, but there are others for contingency such as this. By the morning, those will likely be in place. Okay. Before anything else uh, occurs, 
Miss Eyre, I believe that we are not acquainted with each other, but consider this to be my prerogative from now on. And gives him a uh, cordial and knightly bow. And I guess we go off. All right. Miss um, <clears throat> Blair says uh, she'll join you there shortly. She's going to need to uh, uh, sign some paperwork for the hospital, um, time of death, that sort of thing, uh, since she's taking the part of the official witness for this. And uh, I guess I'll be one of the last ones out of the room, and I'll uh, grip uh, Tesla's dead hand and say, uh, I believed in your walk out. Um, you notice when you do that um, I'm going by the same alertness role uh, that his uh, you don't have a great deal of medical background I'm assuming you have the basics because you are a soldier um, yeah. his uh, hands are still quite warm um, although he's you know you didn't feel a heartbeat or any kind of pulse oh well I've had this trying night a long <laughs> and trying night all right, um, you're basically all taken back to Joshua's uh, villa, and uh, once you get there, he um, has apparently put up uh, more guards than were there when you were there last, uh, <clears throat> Marlo. Uh, there are now officers, like police officers, are actually patrolling the outside of the, the villa. And uh, he leads you all in into basically his library, <clears throat> uh, where he has uh, drinks and food brought. And says, you know, I, I know it's been a long light. If anyone would like to uh, freshen up a bit before we talk, uh, I've got several uh, rest areas, showers, uh, any clothing you need can be provided to you. Like uh, Marlo goes ahead and <laughs> takes advantage of this, splashes water on his face, and looks in the mirror and regrets <laughs> all of his decisions. I, since I've cleaned up already, I'll just ask for something to drink. Mm. And uh, I look at it probably have a light chuckle as i try to think of something funny <laughs> to hold back the tears and just kind of do uh, kind of like if anyone else has a drink to tesla and then mm-hmm. down it Alfred would uh, join in the toast but for the most part he's staying there uh sort of stained and uh slightly the uh, slightly bloodied but uh stoic and uh, emotionless mm-hmm Freshen up while looking in the mirror, say to myself, being abandoned by all those I'm trying to trust. <laughs> oh, the heavy moments. <laughs> when you all uh, reassemble, um, he's also uh, changed out of his suit and has got something very more casual on. And uh, he sits down, uh, has everyone take a chair, uh, a chair. There's a meal brought out, just you know, sandwiches, soups, that sort of thing. And he tells you that... Uh, uh, his house is routinely checked for uh, any eavesdropping devices, and we should be able to talk um, openly here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You, you noticed one of the clocks like Drina's that, are, that is in the room as well, although it's a little bit larger and grander. Right. Uh, would they have things like hyperbolic mics, uh, things, something like that, or... Well, with uh, with the alchemy technology, you know, it's certainly not uh, not impossible. But there right. are no windows uh, in here. <laughs> okay, yeah. Would that be something we would be aware of? Is you would actually... be, seeing as uh, you're paranoid and it's kind of your business. 
if bouncing lasers are... off the uh, windows, yes. <laughs> yes, but there are no windows in here. There are no windows. Yeah, it's a, it's okay. an internal room. Uh, All right. Probably deep within the heart, you know, away from everything. First of all, Mr. Dare, my condolences. He nods and says, uh, Tesla, Tesla's been around since I was a child. He sponsored me into the guild, and I like to think that he trusted my decision to not uh, enter power and, and to instead go with transportation. I'd like to think that he was proud of that choice. I'm not sure how well all of you knew him, but he was a great man, and he raises his uh, his drinking cup. And I raise mine. Oh, suit. Now then, um, this would be the first time I've heard that recording myself. I was put in charge of this. It, it had to have been half hour or less before the building went up. Um, I collected uh, some information that uh, you that one of you had put in a, a train station uh, locker. Uh, I have yet to have a look at it. I don't know oh. if it directly relates to what uh, Tesla was going on about or not. I hand it the does. key to Marlo. <laughs> uh, what oh. I do know is that well, the power structure of the guild right now, I am Tesla's first choice, um, and I will be in control of the guilds until a formal hearing can vote can take place. Uh, I expect that to be within six weeks. There'll be a new head of the guild. There have been some problems lately. Uh, undoubtedly, you are if you and you, all of you uh, apprised of the situation overseas. Uh, the fall of Germany as we know it, and uh, this new government that's taking place, the yes. death, the death of uh, Ferdinand. Uh, brave new future. The future. Everyone in the room has their various twitches and uh, winks and various facial signs. <laughs> yeah, I, I grimace says he's talking about that. Yeah. The uh, the future looks a bit grim. Um, but more importantly, it's it's affecting the guilds. There is a clear difference in thought, and it's it's about fifty fifty as to where if things really flare up and people are are speaking of a a, a war to that will bring all sides into conflict as to what side the guilds will fall. Who ends up being the head of the guild in Metapole will largely decide where the guilds will fall. Tesla's never made his mind uh, or choice in that open to me, but I'd like to think, well, I'd like to think that he would fall on the side of what's right for everyone. That does raise the immediate <laughs> question of who's taking over power and how are they set up? That, that machine and that recording was granted to you, was it not? It was. Um, like I said, Tesla's grooming me to replace him. But his his choice is only that. It's just his opinion. There will still be a hearing. There will still be a vote between the guild heads. Uh, so, to be honest, my position if, now is not a secure one. Yes, and the choice would be between you and a Mr. Sonia. He kind of looks a little surprised at that and said, I, I had thought that 
our guild politicking was uh, not as open to those outside the guild. Where, did, where, how do you know this? Uh, should we point to the files on the desk and the table? Uh, we had uh, our one of the reasons. You are aware. I'm sort of looking partly amusedly. Uh, we arrested Tony Macklin not long ago. I would. I would use some power to make sure that Mr. Markland stays behind jail and that a Mr. Sonia does not arrange for his release. That's a trick. Or that he does not hang himself. Uh, well, for six weeks I can ensure that as I'm the the head for then, uh, until then. But uh, you're right. Uh, Mr. Sonia is the one likely... Uh, to take my place. He's got the backing of a great many other guild heads. He's also the firmest in support for this new Germany and has vocally uh, said that this new government has a lot to offer us. Uh, you haven't been able... You haven't had time to even check out the files, correct? I'm afraid not. They're as you left them in the locker. I kind of look over at my group. Shall we? Uh, I look over to uh, uh, Gavin. Do you know the specific page, etc.? Yeah. I, I, I just can't it, remember what was in the files. <laughs> that it was, was the, the. It was that um, the French were bribing Sonier along with uh, a funneling a large amount of money into Mister Sonier. Okay. Yeah, you guys, can we uh, take just a quick break so that uh, John can? do something yeah. two minutes yeah. because he's, he needs to be involved in this conversation. Yes. Oh, by the way, Bert, just to check, I did, before we did all that, I did make sure when we found the good files from the uh, French, I think it was actually the French embassy, uh, my paperwork did get over to the person who was prosecuting me before this whole affair happened, yes. correct? Uh, all that already happened, yeah. Good, good, good. That means yeah. uh, they dropped the charges and I'm good. <laughs> we'll give them a day or two to sort that out. It's not going to yes. happen like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have charges officially against me, but I'm pretty sure they're going to drop it. I just say, Bert, I do like who you put in charge of the Mummers Guild. <laughs> oh, who did you put in charge of Mummers Guild? <sighs> it's, it's the uh... <laughs> Phineas Barnum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who better? Uh, who better? <laughs> uh, no one. <laughs> Truly, no one. I'm going to arrest him. Since Maybe while Bill Hickok, but <laughs> <laughs> I like Martin. If you took Gregor Hatfield from somewhere, I'd uh, nothing immediately reveal itself. <laughs> no, just the head of the Hatfield clan as it would be a good good choice to be the head of the farmers. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if you can, if you don't mind us having a few seconds so we can look through the files and make sure uh, the pertinent information is here. Yeah, he, he, he hands the case over to you and says, please. All right, John is back, so you guys can continue. Uh, yeah, sorry about right. that. It turned out to be nothing important in the end. I split the files with the three people who can read French and say... Uh, we all know what we're looking for. Let's see if we can find it. Indeed. Well, if I have seen it already, I'll know where it is. So. Yeah. Yes, we've already <laughs> examined the files once I have 
back. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you're you're basically looking for the specific sheets to show him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you locate him pretty quickly, and you're. Um, the sheets uh, implicate that there uh, that Sonier was being uh, paid. Um, and this uh, this minor uh, French functionary had found out about it and was uh, trying to sell the information uh, to this gentleman's club uh, that comprised was is comprised of uh, your brother Hundegard um, and many people from other diplomatic uh, or other nations. They're 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 diplomats and such. So he looks over it, and apparently Joshua can indeed read French. Um, and, you know, after having left, read over the documents, he looks at you and says, well, if it's true, I don't know if it changes anything. Uh, it's a clear link that Sonier is being accepted money from from a nation to sway his decisions. Uh, the question is, yes, it's against our guild charters, but he's placed highly enough that it would likely be a small fine or a slap on the wrist from him. What can we do with this information? I'm sure that it will sway some of the other guild heads to perhaps come down on our side of the camp when the voting's due, but many others will hardly care. If nothing else, it solidifies our opinion of where he stands, and therefore it defines not only his followers, but also his enemies. Therefore, we know who to target. That's true. This, these documents uh, are very explicit about certain names. Uh, not all of them are guildheads. Some of these are diplomats from Germany, France. He looks through it. Um, <laughs> Apparently, uh, the bribes have been flowing heavily in Metapol lately. Uh, this is uh, your your instruction from now on, as far as I'm concerned. Do you wish to progress in terms of challenging those who side with him or rallying those who would support you? <laughs> yeah, he, he he looks for a moment and he's placing his finger over his lips and thumping it back and forth as he's thinking. He says, I must admit, while I'm pretty good in a boardroom and I'd like to think charming one-to-one, -one, and he smiles, <laughs> I'm not terribly good at these Machiavellian maneuvers. Um, I honestly don't know where to begin. Um, I see my odds of staying in my current position um, about 50%. Uh, given this information, and he shakes the letters, uh, if I were in his position, I would kill me. I would make sure that I didn't win if it were only a coins toss choice between us. Well, I mean, it. we have several questions here to ask. Number one is so the Sonier obviously from what you have said is that Sonier represents a movement rather than an individual. So therefore moving against moving against him only matters so long as he is the figurehead. 
if uh, we remove him from the figurehead position, would someone be able to quickly and ably take his place? So Nier is a, a very forceful personality. I am inclined to say if he were taken out of the equation, very few would follow or would continue to follow in, the, in those thoughts. Although I must say, and he looks over at uh, Mr. Hundegard, were you aware that your brother has started procedures to be admitted, admitted into the Power Guild? <laughs> it was oh, that unaware. magnificent bastard. Wow. He was unaware that he had actually moved beyond general enmity towards the guilds. <laughs> I, is good. I, the paperwork required my seal as well as the seals of all the other heads, since your brother has no particular upbringing in the sciences. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, apparently, some backer on your brother's behalf has created a large donation to the Power Guild for his acceptance. Point. Quite obviously, this is something that you must never accept. I can list off a number of qualities which not only make my brother unacceptable as a candidate for this, but also as unacceptable for general inclusion in the human species. Homo sapiens itself would be better without his presence. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, of course, I didn't sign this yet. The document just passed my desk a few days ago. Although, by the other seals on it, I would have to convince at least one other guild head to deny him, which is possible um, if you can vouch for your brother's dishonor. Uh, I think that uh, given family backgrounds, that if I was given enough time, I could probably uh, insert the idea that not only is he criminally insane, but it, he is a megalomaniac and would wish to ruin this uh, fair city of yours. Well, he is an aristocrat, the, so that's a given. <laughs> only you would give me the chance. Uh, I, yes, I, uh, I would actually warn you above uh, Hundegard, above even Sonia. I believe that uh, he has shown a devious level of intelligence that. Uh, even a forceful personality like Sonier would be hard match to uh, to go against. I think he has done a absolutely masterful job of playing several organizations against each other, of playing of understanding basic human emotion and manipulating them for his own uh, gain. And I think that uh, he's he's probably. Uh, as far as your enemies, probably one of the most dangerous men in Metapol at this time, including Sonia. He nods and says, well, we have six weeks to convince the others of this. Um, now, and he looks at you kind of lovely. I don't want any of you to think that I want this position. I have a new wife I was looking forward to spending time with and to starting a family. I, this was the last thing that I wanted. But it's me any? or Sonier. There's no one else that can take the reins of power at this point. 
What is I, I, I really want to know this. What are the requirements to take the reins of power just in case we come across someone who might be able to do it? Well, you have to be a master. Uh, you have to be, if not the head of the guild, at least the head's, uh, the head's choice to take over. Um, I am the head of power. Sonier is... The transportation. Or excuse me, I'm, I'm the head of transportation. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sonier is the head of trade. Uh, the other two heads are... <laughs> The other two head, uh, the other heads are honestly not two. Not able. The other yeah. heads, not just two, but the other heads are not able to reliably control the others. It it, it requires not just a forceful personality, but an understanding of how our structure works and the politics behind it. Uh, while it is possible that any of them could be put forward. Um, as the next head, it's unlikely that any of them would accept it. Who all votes? Sorry, uh, Mr. Gavin, I, what'd you say? I just had a sudden question. Given that this is nominally an English colony, would they want to have any say in what happens? They'll attempt to influence the voting, but as per our charter, only the guild heads and their seconds can actually take part in the vote. That's not to say that someone can't influence how they vote. Or then might uh, England send someone else over to try and take charge, as it were. And, uh... What influence might the regular, you know, average people have on this? I mean, if they, if they rally behind a person would, and, you know, and there's an expected outcry against the person chosen, what would happen? That's a dangerous Obviously, road to head. Yeah, very, very little depending. Um, depending on what the guild represented. For for instance, if uh, the head of the head of uh, those that create our food, um, they have a very strong tie to the land and the people that farm it, and those people could certainly sway the head of that house. But really, it depends on how much the the guild has in common with the people that they serve, and I I dislike saying it, but some of us are some of the guilds, and I I I have to say that perhaps transportation is part of this have not as good of a connection with the people as we should. And as he says this, you uh, you hear there's some commotion in the hallway, and uh, his manservant. Uh, knocks on the door, sticks his head in, and says, uh, Miss Blair is here. We nod. Oh, I thought she was here already. Miss <laughs> um, so Blair comes in, and uh, she has uh, like a sack under her arm, and uh, she's got a sheaf of papers in the other hand, and she kind of tosses them down on the table, and, and it's kind of in the middle of everybody, and looks at all of you guys and says, Sign these. I'm about I to remand. I, I'm about to remand some evidence into your custody as the official investigators on this assignment. Still examining the papers before I sign. I it. still still <laughs> examine the papers before. It's, it's I a sign. single sheet of paper. Basically, it's a it's a it's a custody chain. It's she's saying that she's handing to you this uh, this evidence. It's it's uh it's an engine taken out of the reception area of the building. That is acceptable. I will okay, sign, sign it. 
Yeah. Oh, is, would, wouldn't it just be a hit lead investigator who signs for it? We're not still operating under that case anymore, though. So. No, no, is... Even though you still pretty much have a hit investigator that um, uh, <laughs> Tesla's... I defer estate... to the person with the most experience, Mr. Bishop. <laughs> no. uh, so... She she asks you all to sign it because what what yeah, you're, what you're, she's handing over anyway. is is information that you're all going to witness. It's not yes. necessarily the item itself. Yes. Is and there then, any way uh, two of us in the room can sign, and then two of us? Uh, Mr. Marlowe, you could act as uh, an official help in rather than official guild help. In which case, we nearly have to have you sign somewhere down the line rather than um, in the official. Uh, I want everybody to give me an empathy roll. Is this a place where I could use the seat instead of empathy? Ooh, four. Four. Just pretty much straight empathy. I'm sorry, what were you asking? Is this a deceit as empathy, is deceit as empathy type roll? Or uh, no, empathy? it's just a, to, to check out Miss Blair. and. Uh... Oh, I should care. Everybody <laughs> did pretty well. Um, Miss Miss Blair is visibly trying to choke down a great deal of anger. You've seen you've not seen her. You've seen her mad at you before, and while a frightening sight, it's usually something you've deserved. <laughs> uh, she's barely containing rage. Uh, I'll we have scribble. a Valkyrie without a battle. Eh, I'll scribble. Some yeah, sorry. Bye. Yes. It I could sign, be an ape. Right. And uh, uh, I offer her a drink. And uh, she looks at uh, Mr. Dare and says, uh, I need you to sign too. And he looks a little stunned and says, "I, but I'm not an investigator. And she looks very lovely at him and says, you were in the room. You heard what he said. You're part of this. And he nods and signs off. She uh, pulls out a uh, an engine cylinder from uh, the sack, and uh, Mr. Dare points to a, a system uh, by you know by one of his bookshelves, uh, and she plugs it in there. And uh, there's a one of the the, the sepia tone screens that come up uh, up out of the floor, and uh, she turns the machine on and tells you what you're looking at is the lobby of power about seven minutes before, as near as we can tell, the first explosions took place in the, in the uh, uh, what would you call it, the basement area, the, the under levels of power. And uh, she moves uh, the image forward. You see a lot of people coming in and out of the building and uh, right in front of like where the security desk is. And you see people are being checked in and out. It's not like it's lack security or anything. And she slows down to a point where you see um, a guy that's got uh, a cap on and he's got uh, uh, basically a, a mechanics kind of jumpsuit. And you can't quite make out the patch. Uh, but you guys have seen a similar suit around. He's like he's basically one of the low, lower level power functionaries, the people that climb up on the poles and fix the power lines and that sort of thing. Um, you see him get his card scanned and he pauses for just a moment, like right, right where the front camera is looking into the lobby and, uh, you don't see his full face, but the brim of his hat comes up and you catch one eye 
that looks normal, yep. and then in the other eye, there's a glint of light, like there's light reflecting off of it, and then there's a small smile. Of and course. And he walks out of the building. God, I, I, I have wanted <laughs> to kill that guy for so long. And I want to try to set it up. What ended there? <laughs> I you tried to, to set up where we could kill him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been trying Wait, to when do that. A few I don't times I've that. You've never what? been interested. It's all like, oh, you know, we've got other stuff to do, and Constantine's quiet at the moment. Let's not worry about him. <laughs> as long as I heard the plans were to head off to Germany again, so. <laughs> yes, King Constantine uh, takes precedent right now. No, no, I, I don't think he does. But... He definitely does, for Hundergaard. Actually, no, the obvious full precedent goes to shaming and dishonoring the brother, but then again, what doesn't anymore? <laughs> oh, you knew it had to come back around to Constantine sooner or later. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, I just yeah. keep waiting for it to come back around to Harris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I keep I'm still waiting for you to marry his daughter, and then when he has to come to the, the marriage, that you take him out then. <laughs> uh, you know it's going to be your only op- option bishop oh i already know that oh, that's actually where i want to end, kind of end my characters around there <laughs> that's why i'm saving it kind of because that's kind of like uh, I, I that's actually the end of you know after i get epic contacts i have you know amazing people at my wedding etc etc <laughs> okay so what was Harris your to murder right before, uh, constantine again because I don't remember one of us coming up with a decent plan to kill that guy. I never said we had a decent plan. I just said, oh, just, just yeah. I mean, uh, uh, we actually were going down the route of trying to feed him false information through the network at one point, but we never did. We could never yeah. get a like a hold of him. We tried tracking him and various other things, but he always yeah. We, yeah, it was. We were going to see if we could actually leave information in that whole um, neural network, whatever they were using. Yeah, the radio waves, out. but yeah, he's can you uh, which which guild is Sonyera head of? Trade, trade, trades and crafts. Yeah, okay. if you uh, look on the Obsidian Portal site uh, in the wiki, all the guild heads are listed. Okay, cool. And all their seconds? Nope, I no. haven't got their seconds listed yet. But uh, I should probably question. do that. Yep. Is Sophia Just... Lauren a second? She no. was at the. No, she's no. not. The person I saved the life of is not a second. Damn it! She is not a second. She's it's highly no, placed. No, it's, uh... She is highly placed, but she is not a second. Okay. Just to note that, that our options have been left open if we wish to Rani support to him or if we wish to uh, remove support for Sonia. So we have interaction well, that front as well as chasing down Tesla's murderers. Well, the secondary question. I. I... I don't know. I, I, I think Sonier is a... I, I'd be wary of taking him out and leaving the way the contacts and all the people that owe favors and let Von Hundegaard yes. come in. That's, because uh, we need to... Yeah. Uh, we can't really them. discuss... Solve the we, problem. <laughs> if we start discussing metagame here, then it's pretty much going to just devolve into aimless chatter. Chatter, that's it. <sighs> I think our, I think our goal is to action. kill everyone. As no. clear actions right now, or at least the two tasks we have been assigned with, which we can accept or decline, are one, help Dare actually uh, win the vote, 
and two, to find those who have destroyed power. Those are our two new game, uh, aims, and we also have our old ones, which were investigating 3R and removing constant. Well, they're they're linked together. I mean, if if yeah, don't... obviously, I'm not saying these aren't linked. It's just then a matter of which actions do we wish to take for each of these? Right. These are going but to change as it, PCs. If, let's assume Dare wins and we let Constantine go. He's just going to murder Dare. I mean, yes. yes. So Constantine is taking highest precedence. Do you think? No, I I, I don't think that. I think that. Oh, well, I th- I think. Constantine is should be a priority, but I don't think he should be the highest priority. I mean, we need to see what is the easiest task to do and then do it. I think killing Constantine is a ridiculously hard task because he has shown I no think, proclivities. Yeah, that Constantine, I don't think, counts as... Uh, he's not the major mover and shaker. He's the wild card in all these events. Mm. I think he's pretty prime. <laughs> no, I'm trying to place things. I don't think while we have a structured series of people and their aims and goals, we have Constantine who is proving to be the wild card, the joker, the the one who is more of the actionist and not the planner. So, where do we place him on events and do we wish to go down the route of removing Dare's opposition or do we wish to go down the route of supporting there? I would those like are going to shape us in very specific ways. I, I would like to state that I think each of your characters would go about doing this a very different way. Yes. Um, just in the, the way that you, you've presented your character so far. So I think what might be useful um, is that if each of you had a separate plan of something you wanted to track down or find something out about, post it. Put it up on the forum. Um, or if you wanted to debate a tact, do that. Now, if you want to do something you don't want the rest of the players to know about, send it to me as a, a, an email. Um, because what I can do, instead of having to break down each session where everyone's going their separate way to do things, I can simply have you make a roll off screen and then give you the information you find, etc. And then when we, we play next, you can have that information ready to go, or at least you know at least have the idea hashed out. Um, I think that might be the best way to do it. Everybody going four different ways when we start, you know, when we start playing. Yeah. Speaking of, I think we need to work out when we're playing next because yes, there are various restrictions. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I've got restrictions too. Okay. Well, let me end the recording right here, and we'll talk about that real quick. Okay. Uh, website along with links to the show notes public forums and game information can be found at obsidianportal.com do a search there for steam steal and murder to find us at the end of this podcast are promotional clips for other podcasts that i found to be inspirational and i hope you will as well
play like you have to. Play like you have to. Play like you have to. Brilliant Gameologist, a podcast for tabletop games and the gamers who play them. Come into the light at BrilliantGameologist.com. And you should check your email. I sent you those figures from Tuesday. Ah, good, thanks. Um, what is that? What? The hanger next to your calendar. It's a trilobite. A what? Trilobite. They lived all over the Earth 290 million years ago. You got a problem with that? No, I don't have a problem with that. What's the thing next to it? That, uh... That's a Celtic emblem. Next to that is a bust of Shakespeare. Down below that, some runes. Uh, across the way on the other side, there's a dragon head. There's, um, Egyptian scarab. A couple of different things. Yeah. Skull. Celtic cross. Yin and yang. Where did you get these? What are they? They're solid symbols. Solid symbols? Well, I get the solid part. Yeah, the little miniature sculptures. But where'd you get them? Bought them online. www.solidsymbols.com Why do they all look like they're a thousand years old or something? Or like some archaeologists dug them up? I don't know. I guess it's because they represent really, really old ideas. Old ideas? Yeah. Ideas that were around a long time before you, me, this company, and are going to be around a long time after. And besides, that's the style he chose. He? Who he? The artist. One guy. One guy makes all these. Right here in the U.S. And you can afford to buy art from an American artist. Dude, they're ten bucks a piece. You spent more than that on lunch. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. Louise has got a couple, too. And I got some hanging at home. So what are they for? What do you mean, what are they for? They give me something else to look at besides spreadsheets. They remind me to think about things that are old and important. Yeah, well, you know, when most people want to put something up in their cubicle, they usually put up a postcard or a cartoon strip. Yeah, well, there's a big difference about the art in this cubicle. Yeah, what's that? It's interesting enough for somebody to be standing here talking to me about the art in this cubicle. And you can put that dragon head right back where you found it, thank you. Oh, sorry. (laughs) It just fits so nicely in my hand. Yeah, well, toddle back off to your desk. www.solidsymbols.com Subtle hint. Was that a subtle hint? You're brilliant. You're weird. Thank you very much.